0: This episode is brought to you by Small Space Pilates, an online fitness community where you will have access to weekly live classes and a library of videos you can utilize anytime that fits your schedule. You are invited to try three complimentary sessions of Pilates and strength classes in a space where you don't have to be perfect and you can wear your comfy clothes. There's more info on how to sign up at smallspacepilates.com. Welcome to the Sisters in Service Podcast. My name is Kat Cortado, also known as the Voice Connecting Women Veterans Nationwide. This podcast is for anyone connected with the military, from veterans, male and female military spouses, military brats, even parents who may have children who are in the military. As an Air Force veteran, I understand the trials and triumphs that women veterans go through in service and out of service. And so I wanted to find a way that I could put it out there into the airwaves and let everyone know what we're going through and find a way and a solution to what's happening to us in the service. I also like to highlight these women who are business owners, entrepreneurs, their bosses in their business. And so I hope that you will follow me, you will share and you will subscribe to this podcast, which comes out every week on Tuesdays. And as always, please stay safe. Take care of each other until next time. And it's never too late to start your impossible. Hello, everybody, to another episode of Sisters in Service. And I am your host, Kat Cortado, And my guest today is Crystal Laura Cruz. She's an Air Force veteran, a former NFL cheerleader, a 26 times marathoner. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. She's a fitness resilience coach, motivational speaker, author, and leadership consultant. She just does a few things, y'all, just a few things. So Crystal Laura and I met accidentally on purpose.
1: <laughs> always on
0: purpose. <laughs> we were on a LinkedIn live together, and I learned that we were both in the fitness realm And I thought, wow, I really would like to have her on the podcast. And she so graciously said, yes. So Crystal, what came first? Were you air, you know, did become, were you a veteran while you, I mean, were you active duty military while you were cheerleader? Were you also doing the marathon thing? Were you also, (laughs) were you doing, or was it a mishmash of all of it?
1: It's a lot. So I joined in May of 2002. So right after 9/11. Uh, prior to that, I was uh, I was a runner in high school and in uh, I ran track for college. And then I was also a cheerleader and a dancer since the day I could walk. And then I actually cheered in high school. And then I got recruited to apply to uh, audition for the NFL. And, uh, so I was actually in, I was in the service when I auditioned. Um, so that was an interesting, um, you know, it it was a really great time, but it was also interesting to go into that space as a role model in the community, um, in both, you know, obviously for the NFL and for the military. So it was, uh, it was pretty neat. So was it, you wanted to be a cheerleader because of the dance part of it?
0: That they do, yeah. or do, you know, was it just this random? Hey, I want to try out and be
1: an NFL cheerleader. No, actually, my aunt was a Jill. Um, so I cheered for the Buffalo Bills, and they call them the Buffalo Jills. Um, and my aunt was a Jill in 1993, I think it was. Um, and so I, you know, she was a role model growing up as my aunt, right? And, and as a, um, she was my godmother. And so I obviously saw that as an opportunity that I saw myself in that, you know, in that story and I got to look up to her. And so when the opportunity presented itself uh, to audition, there was another woman that I cheered with in college. She's like, I think you should try out. And I was like, okay, I'm going to answer that call. Um, So (laughs) it seems like this is a theme that happens. And this is what I love to help bring community because I can, I'm that voice, I'm that like that igniter that says maybe maybe let's look over here let's let's try this and that's part of like cruise beyond limits because i've had women in the military mentors that they're like hey you need to be a motivational speaker um you need to start teaching these boot camps on the base you need to start doing this and like planting these seeds and I listened um along the way to some of these little tr- these intuitive nudges uh, from mentors of mine. So I think that that was part of it, so you've had
0: mentors along the way. Um I was completely the opposite. I didn't have any mentors. My mentor was me. And so what do you say to someone who says, "Oh, I really want to be in business or I really want they want to do something, but they've got no one saying, You got this, go get this. They don't have a cheerleader on their side. (laughs) See how I did that, y'all? That was totally by accident. (laughs) You're so good. You are so good. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) So how do you what do you say to someone who's who thinks it, you know, because you know, you're out there by yourself sometimes. So what do you say to someone about that?
1: Yeah. So I will say that I didn't always feel like I had someone. Right. So I as I shared, there were little there were little angels, as I call them along the way, that just came in at the right time. And I, you know, God placed them in my life at a certain time to say a certain thing, certain, you know. But I will be honest, many much of my journey has I have felt very alone, even as an entrepreneur still today. It can be a very lonely journey. And I'll say that because I was in the military and a cheerleader, I was a professional belly dancer as well. I feel like I, and so I literally had to go to the Jags office and sign a waiver to say, cause they thought I was a stripper. They were like, you're getting tips. <laughs> you're doing all these things. You're like half naked. This isn't oh aligning with the core value. Like I got questioned, right? So what, what happens with when, when you don't feel like you're understood there creates this gap yes um, this gap in that connection we just crave connection and feeling like you know for me I, I say we as humans we crave connection and um, and we want to feel understood and welcomed and valued and like we're part of a team and when these barriers kept happening um, it it created us uh, some isolation for me. Because they're like, oh, you're that pretty girl. You're that runner girl. You're that cheerleader. There she is. Get another word. There she is in the limelight again. There she is going on vacation again. Oh, there she is in a calendar. Who does she think she is? Uh, you know, all of these this this noise that happened. It created so many more barriers, and so I felt more and more alone. And then when I found myself at the end of the mil- at the end of my NFL career, I actually got diagnosed with a very rare form of rheumatoid arthritis. Um, So literally at the end of the season, my right baby toe ended up being this big. And it was, yeah. And they, like, the doctor shooed me out. They didn't take me seriously. They're like, stop wearing those shoes. Stop doing too much. You know, And, and they just shooed me away. And my body shut down in a matter of two weeks. And I spent six months in a wheelchair where they tried to figure out what was wrong with me. And during that time, the military, they tried to kick me out. They replaced me with another body to do my job. They packed up my stuff, my desk, and they put it on a cart. And I had Christmas lights all the time. They put Christmas lights around it and plugged it in in the hallway. (sighs) So I'll just say that. That's so cruel and rude there's so many, I have so many stories. So I I just share that because I have felt so alone in so many times in my, in my career, in my life. Um, and, and a lot of times when we go through these shifts, these major, um, traumatic events, um, changes in your life, changing in your career, um, moving, I've moved four times in the last five years. My husband's in the military as well. So I've had some serious identity shifts and trying to find community and connection. People are like, you do so much. I'm like, well, I just keep going. Just and keep, it's like starting I just, over. But it is a lonely journey. Yes. Because the more I do, the more I, it, it kind of, you feel alone. Cause it's like,
0: well, I think I also too, when, when you appear to the world, as this, you know, like you said, oh, she's this and she's that and she does this and she's speaking and she's an author and she's going on vacation. She's, and you're seen as this very strong woman. And so people are like, oh, she's fine. You know, strong women need to be checked in on too. I'm just saying. We appear strong, but we need to be checked in. So, you know, if you have a friend like that, just pick up the phone and and just say hey i was just thinking about you how are you i do that now i pick up the phone and they'll say is everything okay and i'm like it's fine i just want to say hi how are you and so i think i think it's important that we strong women stick together <laughs> because it's hard for us out there it really is so i want to transition into your air force career did you pick the air force or did the air force pick you
1: Hmm. I had to pick the Air Force, actually, um, because I I actually right after 9-11, um, my friend and I, we both paid for college. I literally used my fresh my my whole life savings for my freshman year in college. And so we found ourselves freshman year. The towers collapsed on TV and my friend and I went to a party and they were like, hey, um, a couple of us are joining the military. Like, you should check this out. They pay for college. It's going to be a great opportunity. We can serve. We can, you know, help the country. And um, so my friend and I found ourselves in the, in the recruiting office. It was the Army. And, <laughs> and I am 4'11 and 3 quarters. I am a cheerleader, a dancer. For those of you who can't see me, I am fully made up all the time. Be part of the NFL is we had to be fully made up when we left the house. Uh, so I'm wearing red lipstick. I'm got my earrings, my hair is done. I'm, I'm prepared for life, right? So um, I walk in there, I'm petite, and same thing with my friend. And they were like, Yeah, I passed with fine colors. Everything looks good, checks out. Here's your contract. You're both going to be truck drivers. <laughs> You're like,
0: um, no, thank you. Wait, wait a minute. I'll be right back. I'm going to go. I'm going to go next door.
1: <laughs> i got to talk to my mom first. <laughs> I was like, I got to talk to my mom. She's a part of my decision-making. So we ended up, uh, I ended up talking to my mom. She, she thought I was crazy. Um, but it was definitely, um, the best, the best decision I've ever made. Um, but we ended up talking to a couple other friends. We're like, okay, what branch are you looking at? What, you know, so we kind of phoned her some friends um, and then we found ourselves in the Air National Guard's office, actually, mm-hmm. because we wanted to go to school. We we're both in college full time. So we wanted to find a way to serve in our local community. And uh, so we served part time uh, with the Air National Guard. And I'm now about to hit 21 years, still currently serving, actually. And it's just been an incredible journey. And what I thought I was just going to go to pay for college for six years uh, ended up being a full career with a uh, retirement. So when did you find that
0: you were kind of being pulled into the fitness realm? Uh,
1: uh, so I, well, there's a couple stories, but a quick, <laughs> quick synopsis um, as an NFL cheerleader, as a professional dancer, obviously we're in the limelight. I, there's requirements that have to be done. Um, we have to check in at the gym. We have to look good. We have to be on point. Um, we had physique evaluations, right? And, you know, you're constantly on camera and the, the drunk fans are not very nice if you have a little extra skin on the side of you, oh my right? Gosh. So body image has always been um, a thing for me. It always been has been top of mind. So moving my body has always been important. What I will say when I suffered from rheumatoid arthritis at the end of my NFL uh, career I wasn't always at, I was 22 years old at the time I was moving my body to exhaustion. Yes. I did the best I could with what I knew, which was my parents, my my dad's a bodybuilder and my mom is a fitness fanatic, but I didn't listen to them. Right. They would try to juice. They would try to do all these things. They would try to get me to go off for walks. And I just, it didn't, I didn't take, I took it for granted. What was a silver platter of education in my household Unfortunately, I didn't take it seriously until I had to. And so I was almost like rebelling for against all that. And then finally, I started paying attention to anti-inflammatory diets, movement, the power of the mindset and what yes, that is. That's my body. huge. That's when it, I really started to take it seriously. Um, and from there, because I couldn't walk, I couldn't walk. I was in a wheelchair for six months. I had to start over. I had to give myself steroid injections and take chemotherapy to be able to even walk that was the recipe. And so really I started standing up for myself. I was in a toxic relationship with food, with myself, with the man that I was living with. Like I had to break free of all that. And I was stripped. And so talk about feeling alone. Everything was stripped of me. So I had no other choice. And so people are asking me, why do you do so much? Why are you so driven? Because I know how it feels to be stripped, Right. (laughs) So I had to make some it's, 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 right, Let's really make two. Sure there's a difference right. there.
0: Chris yeah. Laura, when during that whole time when you were in the wheelchair, you had this rheumatoid arthritis, you were beating your body up. Was there a point in time? Because there there's there comes a crossroads where you can just, oh poor me and and just be there, or I'll be damned if I'm gonna accept this. So when was there a time that that stands out to you where it was just very, very clear where you're like, no, this is not happening. I'm going to do everything I can to look, look better, but more importantly, feel better inside.
1: Yeah. um, So I think physically it was that time period um, because they were kicking me out of the military. I no longer had the identity. I was with someone for six years I was in my senior year of my undergrad. I was what should have been the height of my, you know, adolescent, young adulthood, right? I was 22. So, not just a baby. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you make the NFL, like a lot of NFL players, they're in their 20s, right? They're early yes. 20s. And so, when you think about this identity and this heightened, like, sense of purpose, and you're in the military, I was. Um, the dorm chief. I was, uh, I was head of the black rope. So I was the drill team sergeant. Those are words I hadn't heard in a long time. (laughs) Yeah. So like I was red rope. I was head of the black ropes. I came home hard charging and then I made the NFL and then I was stripped of everything. And so I had to start, my identity was, I, I didn't know who I was. And so I had, I've had to go through this um, and thank f- I'm grateful for it, um, but it was a challenge. Um, and so I literally started standing up for myself and starting to say, I'm not going to take no for an answer. There has to be another way. What else is possible? Roll up my sleeve. Like, what can I do right now with what I've got? You got to put in the work.
0: You can't just yeah. go from having no money to being a millionaire. You got to put the work in. And that <laughs> requires a lot of work. Not only physically, mentally, emotionally, all those a l l y words. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So when you talk to clients and they're in, they're telling, they're talking to you about their their fitness and what they're trying to go through and what they're trying to achieve. There are some commonalities that I'm sure both of us have heard, and one of them is for people who either worked out and stopped for many, many years, but they want to get back into it. And they and here, what they say is this, I don't have any motivation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've heard this, right? I know mm-hmm. you have. So mm-hmm. what do you say to people when they say that? Because we're right, it's smack dab in the New Year's resolution thing that's still, I think, maybe still happening. And people are like, oh, this was a great idea. And Some of them have probably already quit by now, but what do you say to these people to keep them motivated or even to address their lack of motivation?
1: Yeah, this is a really great, great topic. I love it. Uh, So I don't have motivation either. What I do have, though, is a drive and a purpose and a burning passion to live my best life so that I can pour into everyone else. Right. So my clients, my husband, my stepdaughter, my business, my neighbors, my family, they need me at 100 percent. So it's not about me. It's not about my motivation. A lot of times it's what are we doing? What is the impact and what's the legacy that you want to live and leave on this world? And when we can put it in those words, that's a deeper meaning to finding the reason, finding the ways and finding the recipe of what, what that looks like. Now that might mean you might need to get a therapist. That might mean you need to hire a coach that might mean, well, that obviously it has to mean you have to move your body. You have to fuel it properly. Right. But there has to be enough of a dangling carrot. What is your why? Exactly. So motivation is like, it's your why it's your drive. It's the, like, why do you get up? Would it for what not to lose five pounds or just fit in your wedding dress? Right. Like it's, it has to be deeper than that or else it's going to come and go. It's going to be a flighting thought and it's going to be cool for a couple of days. And then we don't see motivation or when you don't see results, and then you'll gain more weight you and
0: then you'll start mm-hmm. feeling worse. And then, and it's then the, yeah, it's, it's the roller coaster. Mm-hmm.
1: I think yeah. the other thing that I
0: find still, I find funny is that they feel as though because we're in the fitness Realm that we automatically have this motivation. you're a you're a trainer, you know. You you like working out, and you get up early to work. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, why I work out, I like cookies, y'all. I like ice yeah. cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to eat all that stuff, but also I think your motivation changes, your why changes as you get older. And mm-hmm. so my why at 2030 is completely different. Now, at sixty five, because I just want to be healthy. You know, I want to leave a legacy of me. I want my kids and Grant. Well, I have one kid, so <laughs> just FYI, it's only you, Nathan. That's <laughs> There's no other one out there. But you know, the grandkids and 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 great grandkids when they see wow, Nana's working out. Look at her. Mm -hmm. You know, because we have this mental thing that when you get to a certain age, you're supposed to act a certain way and you're supposed to wear certain clothes. You know, I'm this age now, so I have to act this way. And I totally rebel against that. I just do. I think that's why we get along. We're both rebels. (laughs) I'm like, oh, really? No, that's not happening. Troubles with a cause. Oh, with a cause. With I a know, really I good know. cause to help other people. Absolutely. But so for those of you listening, just because we're in the fitness industry because of something that happened to us and we didn't want to have to go through as we age, because you know, as you age, it's going to get a little bit worse. I'd rather move now, move my body and feel better. And I don't have to do a lot. So <clears throat> let me get off my soapbox. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I go off on this tangent. So one of the other things I hear all the time is people readily accept illnesses that run in their family. Like They'll say, oh, well, you know, diabetes runs in our family. So there's this expectation. Oh, well, I'm going to get it. And I think that's a mental block. I choose, you know, high blood pressure runs in my family. Everyone in my family has it except for me. And you know why I don't have it? I choose not to have it. Yeah, And I think that's, can you speak on that? The mental capacity to that, that's half the battle is just saying, you know what? Not only do I not want it, I'm going to work towards not getting it at all.
1: Yes. And I, and I love this because, and I just want to go back to something you said, some that we chose fitness because something that happened to us. I want to just reframe that and say, it happened for us. Oh,
0: that's a nice
1: one. I like that. And when we think about motivation, when we think about our identity, everything has happened for us because you're here to tell the story. Yes. You made it through hundred percent. Right. And so all of that is, is a breadcrumb for us to pick up. Like my mission is to help empower everyone, put themselves first for 34 minutes a day so they can reduce the stress and overwhelm of life and live a fulfilling life, shorten that time period. Right. So I just want to s- tap into that because I think a lot of times when people, what keeps people stuck is maybe illness, injury. It's an all or nothing mentality. Yes. Like, I can't work out because I have rhinoids. Right. I can't work out because I have an autoimmune. I sur- I survived cancer. I can't do what you do. Crystal. I said, well, I survived cancer too. Just before 2020, my 2019, I've been through that. I heard the big C word. It was like wah, 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 wah. And as my body and my brain shut down again and I said, I'm never gonna live. I'm never gonna do that. I'm never gonna be this. I'm never gonna be that. And if we keep continuing to live that spiral of that story and that record plays over and over Over again. Over and over
0: again, yes. And
1: then that's what we're going to live. And so to, to answer your question, when, when it comes to family uh, dynamics and people around us and, um, you know, illness or, you know, things that could happen in the future, we need to set ourselves up for success. And it sounds like that you that's what you do. You put preventative measures in place to cruise beyond the limits, yes. right, to say, no, that's not going to be my life. There has to be another way. So what can we do to implement into our world? What habits, what non-negotiables, what do we need to do to make sure that this doesn't happen? And if it does, then we we can trust ourselves that we did as the best we could with what we had. And we're going to roll up our sleeves and we're going to figure it out. We're not going to take no for an answer. And we're going to maybe get a second opinion. We're going to modify our movement. We're going to get help we're going to ask for help and we're not going to do it alone. And I think that is what keeps my motivation. I know that just probably like you, I was in a wheelchair before. There's a chance in my future with an autoimmune, with everything that's been, I could probably land myself there again. But I'm going to do all that I can to prevent that from happening right absolutely we can't control the future we can control the present and we can Mm -hmm. control what goes in our body what goes in our mindset the 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 thoughts the feelings and how that plays into our actions and our daily routine right if we i I hope i'm answering your question no you are that that's
0: um well you could tell she's a motivational speaker y'all can (laughs)
1: can you hear that
0: What I was just going to add on is that sometimes, my husband was diagnosed at 32 with rheumatoid arthritis. Mm -hmm. And the first doctor he saw, he said to him, don't do any movement at all. And he came home and he goes, is that right? And I go, no, you need to move. Not a Mm -hmm. lot of movement, but some movement. So if you're out there and you're trying to figure out how do I start Start with walking. I'm telling you, walking is underrated. I know Crystal Laura is a she's a marathoner, <laughs> but I think that walking is underrated. Just start with something. Be brave enough to just take a step and say, I'm gonna walk for ten minutes, fifteen minutes. It doesn't don't say I'm gonna walk five miles if you've never started walking, I always tell people, cut it back. You know, start small. And so it's really hard sometimes when people want to go, you know, to rein them in. They're like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to eat right, and I'm going to do all the, you know, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Let's pull it in a little bit. So Crystal, in today's society of online everything, have you found it difficult to explain to people or for them to see the, what's the word I'm looking for? The advantages of doing something, a fitness routine online.
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Um, so I think the hardest part is getting people to see their why and have the motivation to do something from their home. Right. Um, because many of my clients, they're like, I'm too busy to work out. And so they don't, um, or they let COVID happen. It, it's like this COVID thing has been happening, right. So yes. a lot of bodies. Yes. And, and what, and I love what you said as far as movement, I want to go back to the, the previous, your previous comments. Sometimes we can fire our doctors, by the way. <laughs> um, right. I just, I have to say this because I have do. fired doctors. Because if you are an athlete and you know the, uh, the impact of not moving your body, um, what that does on the mental, I know that firsthand. So I spent 18 months in the fetal position not moving, not moving over the course of my life. And I know the deep spirals and the depths, yes. depth, So we won't go there. But I just want to share, when I go to a podiatrist, they better be a runner, Yes. Or or someone that works out. I don't want a doctor that doesn't move their body because they are going to tell me not to move. So just I wanted to share that because I think it's OK to say, you know what, you're not the doctor for me. We shouldn't be taking advice from people that have never walked.
0: And also just to them. add on to that, I think that you're the one in charge. I've had mm. doctors tell me, well, you know, you are getting older and I've come back with, and they pay you to say that to patients. Yep. Doctors hate me. I ask them all the why's the what for is the how's <laughs> and all that. And they're just looking at me going, who are you?
1: <laughs> you have to be an advocate. Because guess what? They're, they're in the background Googling stuff too. Yes. Dr. Google. Yes. I mean, we're all human. Let's just be real. I'm not trying to put down doctors right. at all. All I'm saying is just like, a spouse, just like a therapist. You have to find the right one for you. Yes, right? absolutely. and so if you're an athlete and if you're being diagnosed with something, make sure that you do the homework yourself. No one knows your body like you do. I just that was kind of burning in the back of my mind. So I just didn't want to let that one hang because I love that. I think um we can't always accept what the first answer is. And we can go down because we take that at face value. And we yes. think that they're they're the they're the experts, right? Yes, so let's just... that's the be all and end all. That's it, exactly. Yeah. And so, as rebels with a cause, um, you know, <laughs> do your homework, <laughs> listen to your intuitive. No, not just. We need our own show, Rebels with a Cause. Right? Oh, I love that can't have any excuse not to move your body for 30 minutes like you're doing it from the privacy of your own home it's 30 minutes including warm-up and cool down at least my my programs i yes. teach hit and kickboxing so they're high intensity interval training i have my own method um so it's the cruise band limits method and not it's not an mlm i am my own brand so i have my own method of teaching um so on fridays we do fighter fridays kickboxing moves Um, So I am a group fitness junkie. Okay, so let me just share that. And being a busy woman in the military, traveling all over, trying to build a business, moving four times in the last five years, being a personal trainer and a fitness instructor, I can't always get to a gym. My bags are always packed. I'm constantly in a hotel room. So I had to create a system that was a non-negotiable. And so that's the system that I created so that I have a lot of flight attendants, Nurses, stay-at-home moms, entrepreneurs, people that work from home. Yes. That literally is just it it's manageable and it's meant for all levels. So I coach you through not only the mindset of the athlete, cruising beyond the, the limits that you place on yourselves, maybe the shame and the guilt of being around other people at the gym and feeling that comparison. Or maybe just the fear
0: of failure. Yeah. Like, oh, I've tried this before and it didn't work. That trust, trust in yes. yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love that. You know, it's, it's, it has to feel right. You know, you have that gut instinct where you go, yeah, this is good, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to stick with it and, and know that you're doing something great for your body. And I know that you do a lot of things. And out of everything you do, what is your favorite? Or do you have, have- one?
1: Ah, I, I know you're going okay, so to say, do I have to pick one? Do I have to pick one? They're like children, right? So I can't have a favorite. Uh, but it, the one thing that really lights me up and brings me alive, what I found actually in the last year. Um, so last year I introduced, well, in 2021, I wrote my first book. So that was my, my goal for 2021. 2022, I was going to introduce it was going to be one day, all inclusive experiences in a mansion on the top of a mountain in Costa Rica. Whoa. So, and that, my dear. Do you is, need a Pilates instructor? I, <laughs> so, actually, I'm just asking yes, you're laughing. <laughs> I actually hire a yoga instructor to come on. I teach every day, I teach boot camps, and then I hire a local yoga instructor that lives down the road. She's beautiful, she's amazing. Um, I can't tell all the secrets of the experience. But um, what we do in these six days, um, there's six women. It's a very intimate experience. Um, and you, li- you live with me. Like we literally live together for six days. It's a full curriculum. And I, we walk through your relationship with yourself, your relationship with food, your relationship with your career, Your relationship with other humans in your life um, and creating that sense of a community so that you don't do this life alone. Um, And so we do a lot of goal setting and we unpeel the layers and it is the most transformational, beautiful sisterhood experience um, that if if you were to ask me two years ago all of my love of travel and coaching and fitness and sisterhood and community, real life connection. Um, Like it's like a, like a sorority, like, and now I have 18 women that have gone through it because I hosted three of them. And now we're doing a a retreat reunion this year, this summer. So anyone who's gone through this experience and that has had this transformation, we meet on zoom once a, once a month. And then we're having an in-person uh, reunion this uh, this summer, but my next one is coming up in May, and I like that lights me on fire. If you can't tell, like I am. Just, uh, yes, I can tell. <laughs> I love the virtual experience, but I am just there's something so magical not only about the in-person, getting out of your own environment, getting away from the noise, and just being in the magical environment of Costa Rica. Um, You hear the birds chirping, the infinity pool, just like the beautiful terrain, like, and then just sounds magical. Oh, gosh, I can't, I could talk for hours on it, because that I, I, there's, there's nothing that matches that, that experience for me, and for my clients as well. So. Well, Crystal,
0: it's been so great having you on and getting to know more about you. And what kind of things, other than Costa Rica, um, where can people find you? And what other events do you have? Or, you know, if people want to join your, your online community.
1: Yeah, so my, uh, my I'm on I'm on all the socials. So Crystalora Cruz, it's K R Y S T A L O R E C R E W S, and it's crystaloraCruz dot um, So I'm the only one in the world. My my grandmother's name is Laura, and her middle name is Crystal. So my mom switched them and put them together. So there's no one else out there. So it's not that hard to find me, um, and I'm everywhere. So you. Not going to be that hard to find me. So, uh, but just please send me a message. I would love to connect with you. And um, so, what am I doing this year? I'm actually launching another book. I am launching my own podcast. You're probably going to see me on TV. I am doing a US tour. Uh, so, I'll be doing a couple uh, smaller uh, workshops in certain cities. Um, so, those are all going to be released. The dates will be released soon. Um, and really just traveling all over and just trying to reach as many people as possible and just helping shorten that time of that self-doubt and overwhelm because we don't have to do this alone. So feel free. I do have a free community too. Um, It's Health is Wealth. It's the Health is Wealth for busy people. So if that's you and you want to make health your wealth, you recognize that your health is your wealth and you can have all the money in the world, but that's not going to bring you happiness if we don't have our health. I tell people
0: that um, all the time. And you can't buy health. I don't care how much money you have. You can have the best doctors. You can have the best medicine. You can have the best of the best of the best. And if you're not healthy, it doesn't matter. And on that note, I want to say thank you, Crystal for being a guest today. And for all my listeners, please stay safe. Take care of each other until next time. And remember, it's never too late to start your impossible.